This week, we learned that the presumptive Republican nominee has impersonated PR reps and harassed women even more than we already knew. We also learned that the Democrats are nowhere near unity. We learned that the Oklahoma state legislature has some serious issues with well-settled constitutional law. And on the bright side, we learned that Sarah is one step closer to becoming a city commissioner. We got some great feedback this week on our birth episode, which we really appreciated. There is really nothing that I love better than reading someone's birth story. So keep those coming. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. And then we also got some interesting feedback on the things that happened in Nevada. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. So we're going to spend some time on that topic today. But first, I won. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, Sarah. So um, the only thing that would have been better, I finished in the top five. The only thing that would have been better if I t- finished in the top four. But the lady who beat me um, has lived in this town for like 60 years and has super high name recognition. So I'm not feeling too bad about myself. And I beat several people that campaigned even a little bit harder than me. So I'm really excited with the results and trying to take a breather and sell- and just enjoy it before I'm like, immediately shifting into November mode. But it was like one of the most nerve wracking but best days of my life, made even better by all y'all on Twitter and Facebook reaching out and telling me good luck. And I'm telling you, thinking about everybody all over the country refreshing the Paducah election results, it brings a tear to my eye. They took their time in Paducah. Like I (laughs) fell asleep. It was ridiculous. I hit refresh every 30 seconds or so for a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. It will. Yeah. They, 
I had somebody in the courthouse sort of texting me results, which was helpful, but um, yeah, it did take a while. So Sarah, I'm sure that you have a perspective on what happened in Nevada. Oh yeah. It might make sense before we talk about like the perspective on it to just say as much as we can, what actually occurred. Because I feel like that's kind of gotten lost. I th- I think the coverage of this has been more like, what does it mean instead of mm-hmm. what happened? Yeah, I've read a couple write-ups from particularly some of the official issues, issuance or whatever the word I want, reports from the Nevada Democratic Party. And what struck me was that both sides, both Hillary supporters and Bernie supporters sort of experienced similar things, as in like, you know, didn't have, um, I'm trying to remember the exact sort of issues with some of the reports, but it's not like, you know, the Hillary supporters came in and dominated. Like they had people that didn't meet some of the requirements as well. But, you know, when it came down to it, the, some, several of the Bernie supporters became very, how, how do you say rowdy and they shut it down. Well, backing up a little bit, so when the Nevada caucuses were held, Hillary Clinton had a higher vote count than Bernie Sanders. So going into the convention, she would have taken more delegates by a wide margin. But then there was another process in which Bernie Sanders organized more delegates than Hillary Mm -hmm. Clinton did, which would have narrowed the margin going into the convention. But then then when I read, yeah, they didn't show up was part of the problem. And and then some of them did not qualify. And then operating in the background of all this, apparently the Nevada process is as complex as they come. And like many conventions on both the Democratic and Republican sides, there is a process for rules changes right in advance of the convention. And so the Sanders people requested some rules changes. The Clinton people and the party had some rule changes. And however it transpired, and all the accounts of this are pretty biased from what I've seen. I've had a really hard time finding neutral sources on what occurred. Um, But it it looks like whatever happened, it was not well communicated. And that is when the uh, some kind of voice vote was taken. And the chair of the Nevada Democratic Party Party was like, we're done. We're not talking about this anymore. And that's when uh, the Sanders supporters in the room started to feel like they were being completely ignored and it, it got ugly quickly. Yeah. Well, and it, apparently there were some issues with like the hotel itself feeling like the security was not, they'd like run out of time for how long they'd reserve the room. The security wasn't what it was needed to be considering sort of the tenor of the room. What I was talking about, I, what I read, I just pulled up the article. It said Clinton only had 27 delegate positions vacant on Saturday. Sanders left 40, 462 vacant. Clinton filled 98% of our available delegates at the state convention, and Sanders only filled 78% of his available delegate slots. So, you know, a lot of people showed up for the Clinton campaign, and some of them qualified, some of them didn't. A lot of people showed up for the Bernie Sanders, but it seems like there was just a difference in how many vacant spots, like the, the sheer number of vacancies were different. So what's such a tempest in a teapot here, though, is Mm -hmm. that under any circumstance, this is not going to affect the overall delegate count in a significant way. So I think that tells you something about how because all of the people who are going to these processes are invested enough to know that. Yeah. And so 
I think it says something about the level of respect people felt, the tensions on both sides generally, and just really how ridiculous our processes for these things are. You know, it has it has to be more clearly communicated. And this isn't just the Nevada Democratic Party, right? This is a an endemic issue across the United States. I think we've just We've got to get simpler. We've got to be more transparent and more communicative. And I do think it is not a great idea to be changing the rules for a convention as the convention starts. Like I said that about the Republican convention, even thinking that we could go in to a contested situation with Donald Trump. I I think it would have been worse to go into a contested convention and have the party trying to switch the rules up to deny him the nomination at the last minute. I just I think that's wrong. So there's a lot wrong with this situation. So here's where I'm at with this. So I actually will push back slightly. I don't think that Bernie supporters go in there understanding that nothing's going to change. I think that he is perpetuating the idea that there is still a chance for him to win the nomination. And I don't think there is unless he sweeps every single vote in California. And I don't think and I think we've known that for a long time and that the media is sort of complicit in this by perpetuating the idea that this is a horse race when it's not. And I listened to a really great episode of the weeds, one of my favorite Vox podcasts. And Ezra Klein made a really good point about both sides with the primaries, which is we have a really high number of people who like sort of negative partisans who only vote with their party in conjunction with low party identification, which is sort of an interesting situation to be in as a country. Like you have people who super identify with it, like being a Republican and a Democrat, but not a lot of people who identify with either. You know what I mean? So and that's sort of I feel like if you're going to talk about a tempest, that's where we've gotten. But, you know, when the um, Matt Iglesias, who I really like on this podcast, because he's very blunt and sort of honest, he was like, look, primaries are not about democracy. And no, but no, no candidate wants to say that it's about picking the best nominee for your party. If you wanted pure democracy, which, you know, if you wanted to reform the party system, the primary system, which Bernie Sanders has never advocated as in his entire political career until now when it serves his purposes, like we could have had a pop, like you suggested on that other episode, we could have had a popular vote, national primary day, popular vote, and you would never have candidacies like Bernie Sanders. Like you would never have insurgent candidacies because she would have won in a sweep and it had been over. So, I don't really understand what this is. a Like, if you don't like the Democratic Party, which I can understand if you were advocating for Bernie Sanders, who hasn't been a member of the Democratic Party until he decided to run for president, then, I, I mean, I just, it's so frustrating to me, this conversation, because I feel like it's perpetuating such negativity and such, like, this this nastiness about the political system. Like, I don't think the party system is perfect. I don't think the Democratic Party is perfect. But I'm proud to be a member of the Democratic Party that elected Barack Obama twice and nominated him. And I lost that time. And that's what's so frustrating to me is to have been on the other side of this in 2008 and have people say without, you know, irony or awareness that Hillary Clinton rigged the system. First of all, to talk to me as a woman about a woman candidate rigging the system is so infuriating, just considering the discrimination that women face. And and the the lack of representation across the board with regards to female candidates. And because, I mean, this happened eight years ago and Hillary Clinton wasn't standing up and saying Barack Obama rigged the system. She had all the superdelegates on her side when she started. She didn't play a good game. She lost and she stepped aside. And it's just Bernie, Bernie Sanders is handling this so differently. I think it is so damaging. I don't think there's 
any positive discussions about how to move the party forward or how to deal with these. It's just, this is rigged. This is a, you know, it's just so negative and nasty. And I feel like what happened in Nevada is the natural consequences of the tone that that campaign has taken from the beginning, which is it's us against them. The system is rigged. And I'm just, I'm so frustrated with it. The violence from certain Bernie Sanders supporters is ridiculous. The ugliness and harassment of women to some extent on Twitter from Bernie Sanders, some from certain Bernie Sanders supporters has been ridiculous. All of that's unacceptable. So putting all that to one side. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful, Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. I think there are differences 
between this campaign and the Clinton-Obama primary. Mm-hmm. I think the way Debbie Wasserman Schultz has conducted this primary has been problematic from the mm-hmm. beginning. I think the coordination between fundraising efforts with the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign has been problematic. I think the debate schedule has been problematic. And I think what you have here is in Bernie Sanders, someone who feels like he has been disrespected from the beginning. And it's hard for me to argue with that. But even if I wanted to, my new favorite quote in the world is that you can fight with reality all day, but reality is always going to win. And the reality is that there is a huge segment of the Democratic Party that is not excited about Hillary Clinton and does not think that Bernie Sanders has had a fair shake. And that's a reality that has to be grappled with. And I think all of the condemnation from the Harry Reeds and Debbie Wasserman Schultzes and the Nevada Democratic Convention chairs of the world just exacerbates this and all the finger wagging. I mean, literally, I haven't been able to scroll through our Twitter feed without seeing Hillary Clinton supporters lecturing Bernie Sanders supporters and Bernie Sanders supporters talking about how how unfairly they've been treated the whole time. It's amazing to me that when the Republican Party has nominated Donald Trump, we are in less disarray, (laughs) seemingly at this moment, than the Democratic Party. Now, that will reverse a hundred times, but I I don't know. I mean, I guess my thing is, though, you know, I don't think that they were plotting against this powerful Bernie Sanders campaign from the beginning. That was not the reality. They were dismissive of what they thought was going to be a non-issue. And so was he. Do what does do we any does anybody really honestly think that Bernie Sanders was like, you know what? I really got a shot when this starts because I don't think he did. And I don't think anybody really being honest with themselves thought he did either, including him. I think if in a I don't know if he's capable of this, but like, come on, he didn't think that nobody thought that everybody thought Bernie Sanders was going to be an issue candidate to push her to the left. And he did that. And that's great. And the fact that he tapped into this incredibly amazing sort of passion among people and this populist movement, like I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying like, let's be honest. I don't think that Debbie, Debbie Washington Schultz and Harry Reid and Hillary Clinton were like sitting in a room being like, boy, we're going to have this powerful Bernie Sanders campaign we have to deal with. How can we plot against him? Like, that's not what was happening. No, and I think what was happening, though, is we're going to get her nominated as fast as possible so she can focus on the Republicans. But don't we want the parties to be open to those insurgent campaigns? Don't we want the the people like Celis Wilder, who we had on and both really like, to be able to say, you know what, I might not win, but this is important to me and I'm going to make a run at it. And especially, I'm sorry, the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party, which is supposed to stand for all the people who can't stand for themselves, like dismissing a campaign like this right out of the gate. I mean, I, I do. Think I mean, that's I would feel like that if it wasn't for Obama. Last time, this is what she was going to be crowned the nominee. She had all the superdelegates. He ran a better game. He made a better uh, made a better sort of stand and a better point that was hopeful, might I add. And I freaking adore Barack Obama. Like, I do. I think he's been a fantastic president. I'm so glad he out-campaigned her last time, tapped into this desire for change, this desire for hope. I mean, I would just feel like I would feel like the you know I would I would buy that argument more if that's not exactly what happened in two thousand eight. Like, how can you make that argument when last time an insurgent candidate came up, made a better argument, tapped into this well, this you know undercurrent of desire for change, and has been our president for eight years? Like, I just don't get it. I don't understand. No, the Democratic Party that was 
grooming him to be a rising star from the beginning. He had a convention speaking spot before he, I mean, I do not think he was as summarily dismissed from the beginning as Bernie Sanders. And look, I mean, the world is upside down here. I am as a Republican defending Bernie Sanders in this conversation. So, (laughs) you know, I, I, I just think there are all I want to say, and I'm not defending Bernie Sanders. Like, uh, you know, I respect the campaign that he's run. I think there are problems with it as well. If I were a Democrat, I'm sure I would be frustrated with both candidates right now. And let me be clear. I mean, the Republican side is a cluster. So it's not like, you know, I think the message here, the overall thing is that both parties are broken. Um, we we got frustrated with Jane uh, this week. And we're kind of giving her some instructions on things that she needed to do. And she got so exasperated with us. And she looked at me and said, Mommy, you don't know about my life. <laughs> and it was hilarious. <laughs> but also, you know, fair. I didn't know what was going on with her that made her act that way. And I thought about that a lot. But that, to me, is where the American voter is. Like, ugh, parties. You don't know about my life. You know? And I yeah. think we have to accept that. Whether we can, we can argue with it all day. Right? But it doesn't change anything. And so this is a, a moment for the parties in that adapt or die sense, right? Well, I mean, and I guess my thing too is I just, like, and Matt Iglesias made this point too, like, we had Bush v. Gore where Gore won the primary vote or the popular vote. Like, if ever there was a moment somebody could have, like, called for revolution and he sort of did the grown-up thing and kept our democracy intact and, you know, he was basically like, there's nothing wrong with being like that. There's nothing wrong with looking at somebody and saying, you radicalizing your supporters by telling them that the system is rigged and not denouncing this the violence that happens as a result is problematic. And that's where I'm at with Bernie Sanders. Like what's happening. I don't, it's, you know, she stayed in it till June last time. I'm not busting onto anybody from staying in the, in the campaign. What I am, I'm beginning to have a huge problem with is the radicalization. This whole, the system is rigged against you. I just think it is so caustic and so toxic. And I don't think, you know, I don't think the party system, like I said, is perfect, but I don't think it's broken. If my party nominates the first and elects the first black president and then the first female candidate, first female president, I'm going to be really happy to be a Democrat. And, you know, I just. But you buy into identity politics, let's say, you know, to a different degree. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. And. And that's the thing. Like, and not just that. I mean, healthcare reform. Like, there's a lot of things that make me proud. Like, just because every single person that is on any left wing doesn't feel completely and totally represented by the Democratic Party. Like, come on, what do you want? Like, that's not how it works. And I also like get frustrated with the way they people talk about her, and even Barack Obama to a certain extent. Like, when you're president, you have you know. And I'm talking about my own party, like Democrats and liberals. And it sort of radical wings of the party, like this is the right thing and that's all that matters. Well, not everybody agrees with you. And we have to have a country in which there are radical wings of the conservative party and they're everybody's president. And like we have to deal with that reality instead of just living in a land where everyone agrees with Democrats all the time. Like I just. Mm. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. 
I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43. And she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Well, we're, you know, we're not going to come to a place, I think, where um, where people agree. And that's the issue, right? The the Democratic mm-hmm. Party. I don't I don't see a unified Democratic Party, especially given the way that this continues to be handled by both campaigns, by the party itself. And so what impact that has on the general election is anybody's guess. I think it is so interesting to hear Donald Trump continue to call for Bernie Sanders to run as an independent. Um, We all know what that's about. Right. But um, it's it's just a fascinating time. I mean, I always go back to the Chinese curse. May you live in interesting times. We certainly do. We'll see what happens. So true. Well, so speaking of Donald Trump, um, interesting article out. uh, We'll post it in the show notes about his interactions with women. He this clearly strikes a nerve with him. 
Yeah. Because, and I think he is very complex on this issue. And, and we've said this before. I think when Donald Trump sees a talented woman who can make him lots and lots of money, he is a hundred percent supportive of her. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that working for him as that woman is difficult, but probably yeah, but still, every, yeah, he's supportive in the most patronizing way humanly possible. Well, and you know what? Every woman in business who has ascended to high levels is going to have an experience with someone like him, you know, and, and I'm sure that those women would say all in a day's work. Right. But he certainly seems to have exploited his power differential, particularly with, you know, beauty pageant contestants. I mean, it's all so lifetime movie that it's hard to even talk about in a serious way. But what I think is worth talking about is how much that that article seems to have gotten under his skin and what lessons that holds for the people who are trying to keep him from becoming president. Are we going to talk about Oklahoma? Yeah. What's going on, Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma, this is so, I, you know, Beth shared our, our text exchange when she was like, uh, Oklahoma. So I was like, what's going on? So I Googled Oklahoma and it came up. Um, Oklahoma outlaws abortion. And this is the sound I made. <laughs> yeah, no, they've literally, the legislature. Now this be mad. At the time of this recording, this has not been signed to law. So um, Governor Mary Fallon has it on her desk. The legislature has passed a law making performing an abortion in Oklahoma a felony. It's almost like the Oklahoma state legislature watched that uh, town hall with Donald Trump where he was asked, like, should a woman go to jail or should a doctor go to jail? And he was like, oh, yeah, maybe. And they were like, oh, good idea. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. I, I laws, constitution. I got lots of, I got lots of words, but it's so ridiculous. I can't even string them together in an argument because I don't really feel like this deserves a rational argument because this is an irrational act. Well, here's what I'll say. I hope that the governor is a better steward of the people of Oklahoma's tax dollars than their legislature appears to be, because all this Seriously. is is an invitation to spend so millions much of dollars in so lawsuits. They're trying to get back in front of the United States Supreme Court. And if I live in Oklahoma, I'd probably rather have roads and bridges and schools than mm -hmm. people making this point politically. Yeah, I don't now, know I get the governor... That doesn't represent the entire pro-life movement, and there are certainly people who would disagree with me about that, but... But if I were a governor, I would say, what an incredible waste. A first-year law student, not even a first-year law student, no. knows what happens with this. Forget about it. Okay. I don't know who the governor of Oklahoma is, but let's see here, dude. Like, Or sh I don't know if it's a woman. It, it, is, it is a woman. Mary Fallon, I think. Okay, Mary Fallon. So here's your chance to make it into my uh, tip of the hat to the other side. You got till Tuesday. <laughs> I can think of no greater motivation. And speaking of Tuesday, we'll be back with another episode then. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Sarah? No, I mean, I feel a lot better now. We do need to give a <laughs> shout out to um, Patrice and Jenna for their incredibly generous donations. Um, we love it when you guys support the podcast. We still have, I think. I mean, I like, think we have like one great t-shirt left. So get on it, y'all. Please follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And until the next show, keep it nuanced, y'all. <laughs>